0: Transform your home and make space for more fulfillment and joy. Get personalized help with transforming your home from a nationally recognized professional organizer. Are you ready to commit to making a lasting change? Presenting the Clear Space, Clear Mind virtual organizing sessions. Simply visit www.barbiejoe.com to book your session today. And take advantage of 25% off spring cleaning offer, which expires the end of this month. Hi, this is Barbie Jo and you are listening to Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. This is a show for busy moms and families where we talk about household order and function. We'll discuss tricks of the trade and systems to improve family life and managing a household. Hello everyone, Barbie Jo here and welcome to another episode of Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. Today, I have a guest who knows what it's like to struggle as a plant-based wife whose husband loves meat. She knows what it's like to worry about food that you give your kids and what it's like to be like a busy mom who needs to figure out creative ways to meal prep and be efficient in her time in the kitchen. So this is super valuable to us and I thought it was absolutely necessary to get her on the show. So welcome Faith, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, thanks for having
1: me. Um yes, my name is Faith and I am a mom of two little kids, a daughter of 3 and my son is 8 months and I run a plant-based food blog called The Conscientious Eater and make YouTube videos about meal prepping, share recipes on there. And um, yeah, what else? We are usually expats living in Asia, but this year has caused us to be stuck in America for the time being. But um, So yeah, I know a lot about living overseas and trying to maintain a plant-based diet while living in all kinds of countries.
0: Wow, that's amazing. So you are a wealth of knowledge when it comes to eating plant-based. So tell us, first of all, how do you distinguish between plant-based and vegan? Because I know there's a lot of similarities there. Yes, that's a great question. And one
1: that I've probably changed my own label on um, over the years. So a vegan is someone that abstains from eating any animal products and often tries not to wear or buy animal products. So doesn't eat eggs, meat, dairy, even honey, because that's from bees and someone that's plant-based just, which is what I would call myself is someone that tries to eat whole foods, plant-based. So again, doesn't eat animal products as much as possible, but, um, maybe is in a plant-based diet for more of health reasons instead of environmental or um, ethical reasons. So try to eat a mostly plant-based diet, but I don't stress if I accidentally have some milk in something or if I'm traveling and can't maintain a completely plant-based diet, then I don't stress about it. Gotcha.
0: Okay. So having a family, tell me what are some good ways to meal prep? I
1: would say there are two different ways to meal prep and both of which I use just kind of depending on the season. So you could meal prep specific recipes, so maybe on a Sunday night look through Pinterest or look through the cookbooks in your house and choose different recipes that you want to make and go grocery shopping based on the ingredients in those recipes or you could what I tend to do is meal prep basically items so a protein source, a carb source, um, maybe some roasted veggies and those things I love to mix and match throughout the weeks just so that I don't get bored of what I'm eating. Um, So there are different ways to meal prep. And I definitely encourage people to not feel like they have to make everything from scratch and utilize some healthier store-bought items like whole grain bread or sauces that You don't have time to make, but that can make your week run a lot smoother.
0: Oh, that's a great tip. Now tell us really quick, going through your shopping list, for example, what are some proteins that would be on your list typically? Because I know a lot of people automatically assume that plant-based eaters do not get any protein when in reality they do. So will you talk to us about that a little bit? Yes, that is definitely a
1: commonly asked question. Where do you get your protein? Um, Protein is in everything. And I think a myth is that plant-based eaters, yes, like you said, don't get enough when on average they get more than needed. But as for protein sources, I love beans and lentils. We also love tofu and tempeh, which I feel like If you've never eaten before, can kind of be scary, but they're very easy to cook with and kind of soak up whatever marinade or flavor you put on them. So we love those. Um, Also, whole grains and dark green vegetables have a good amount of protein in them as well. So I like to buy whole wheat breads. Usually, a slice has five grams of protein just in that Um, whole grain oatmeal. So things that you might not necessarily think are protein sources can have a lot of protein. Oh, and we love our peanut butter. So we eat a good amount of peanut butter every day and that's a good source of protein as well. Nuts, seeds, trying to think if I'm missing anything major, but yeah, those would probably be our main protein sources throughout
0: the week. Awesome. Okay. That I think exposes a lot of myths because a lot of people assume that, you know, everything they're getting through their App on their phone when they enter their food is 100% correct. And more times than not, you know, everybody's way deficient in protein, but I don't think it's taking into consideration the protein that is in those plant based foods. So that's really good to know. Now, talk to us a little bit about how it's possible to be a plant based eater when the rest of your family are meat eaters. How do you navigate that? That's a great question. Thankfully for
1: me, my husband doesn't know. Well, it's a pro and a con. He doesn't know how to cook. So whatever I make, he will eat. Although, and just over the years, he's gotten used to and believes in a plant-based diet, but he does love to eat meat or burgers when we eat out. Um, But we are currently living with my sister and their family eats anything and everything, eats meat. So what we love to do is, at the start of the week, choose recipes that um, are basically based around plants, but that she will often just cook a separate meat on the side that will go well with the dish. So if it's a pasta dish, she'll, instead of cooking the chicken with the pasta, she'll just cook it on the side and I can add my own protein source to that. So finding recipes that are easy to tweak or add different proteins to is a great way to kind of please all eaters in
0: the family. I think that's a fantastic idea. I know I was asked at one point to be the cook for a girls camp for our church and I was cooking for like 200 people and I was super stressed out because I knew we had a wide variety of diets that I had to accommodate and allergies and all the things. So I I did what you you said. I made everything separate so they could build their own plate. Basically, I gave them a protein source, I gave them a carb source, I gave them a veggie source and a sauce, and then they can choose what they wanted on their plate. And I thought that was the best way to accommodate multiple dietary restrictions.
1: Yeah, definitely. We we call those meals bootables or nourish bowls and they are just a great way to eat a well-balanced meal and accommodate a ton of different um allergies or food restrictions. So definitely recommend just that's something I always think through when I'm making a meal. Do I have a protein, carb, and fat source? And then at breakfast we like to include some fruit and then for lunch and dinner some veggies and just having those basic macronutrients kind of on your mind really helps you build a well-balanced meal that can, yeah, cater to all these different dietary desires or restrictions. So yes, I definitely think that's the way to go. Buddha bowls, build your own burrito bowl, things like that. Just make it really
0: easy to accommodate a bunch of different diets. I love that. I'm going to start calling those the Buddha bowl. I love it. Okay. Now tell me how would somebody transition to a more plant-based diet? So what, what could that look like for somebody who has never tried to be plant-based? What and how could they transition into it? I would definitely recommend not doing
1: it how I did. I'm a very black and white person. So as soon as I learned about the health benefits, I went cold turkey overnight and it was very stressful and I didn't know what to cook because I, I used to think vegans were crazy. So I was very used to eating chicken and yogurt and eggs. So cutting all those out at one time can be really stressful. And so what I recommend is just um, transitioning slowly. So maybe start with your milk. If you drink cow's milk and are looking to get rid of some of the dairy in your diet, then buy some different kinds of plant milks. There's so many on the market. Um, And you might find that you like some in your cereal or some in your coffee Like I love oat milk in my tea and coffee, but I like almond milk in my cereal. So just starting slow with one item and finding a good substitute that you enjoy and that you like. And then the next week you can move on to maybe, okay, what is something I can use to replace eggs either in baking or I'm used to eating scrambled eggs on toast, trying out a tofu scramble, or there's even things on the market, just egg that you could try out. So I definitely recommend going slowly. Not beating yourself up if you mess up or don't transition as quickly as you wanted. But yeah, just maybe choosing an item a week to find a substitute for will really make it a lot less stressful and just take your time and make it fun. Try out new things, try new products, and hopefully it'll be an enjoyable process, not a stressful one like it was for me.
0: I like that a lot just to incorporate little by little. I I think that would make it way more doable for anybody to try. Um okay, now tell me, what about the kids? Would you say a plant-based or vegan diet is healthy for kids, especially as they're growing and developing?
1: I'm not a doctor or nutritionist, so I'll just start with that disclaimer, but yes, I would say that you can get everything you need whether you're a breastfeeding, pregnant, woman or a child or a growing athlete, um, yes, a plant-based diet can be sufficient for any stage of life. And you just have to be mindful, um, of, are you getting all the micro and macronutrients you need? So definitely doing your research, talking to your doctor, um, even taking some supplements just in case, we don't eat a perfectly well balanced diet every day. So I usually like to look at our nutrition over the week or even over a month to make sure we're getting in most of what we need on a regular basis. But talking to your doctor and making sure your kids and even you have the supplements you need just to basically, yeah, not be all the nutrients you need, but supplement for what you might be missing throughout the week. But it is more than possible to Get everything you need on a plant-based diet, but just need to be aware of plants. Yeah, they don't have as much iron um, and quite a few other nutrients. So making sure you get enough of what
0: you need is really important. Now, eating healthy is often tied to an expensive grocery bill. And everyone complains that, oh, it's, it costs too much to go on a diet you know, that type of food is too expensive. It's a lot easier and cheaper to buy, you know, that Happy Meals at McDonald's, for example. So how could you help us lower our grocery bills for healthy living? Yes, it is.
1: It is possible to spend a lot of money on a vegan diet. And it's also possible to um, spend very little on a plant-based diet. So if you think about some of the poorest countries in the world, a lot of their diet is based around whole grains and beans and legumes and potatoes. And so those are great staples to have in your diet. I would say not getting caught up in the trends or the fad, maybe even superfoods as they're called. So those are fun things to cook with like cacao nibs and maca powder and matcha green tea, but those aren't things that you need every day in your diet. So just sticking with the basics Rice, beans, tofu is extremely cheap. Um, trying to shop in bulk, or if you need nuts and stuff like that, shopping in bulk is a great way to save money. And then, just like what we're talking about, meal prepping, knowing, making sure that all the food you're buying has a purpose that week. And so you're not just buying and then not having a reason for that ingredient and then it just goes to waste. Um, that can make a lot of food waste and waste a lot of money if you don't have a purpose for the food. And one thing that I love to do when I'm going to meal prep is to start by looking at what's in my fridge that's about to go bad from the week before and then look in my freezer and see, oh yeah, I forgot I meal prepped this X item a couple weeks ago and it's just sitting there and then also looking in my pantry. And so seeing what I already have on hand and creating meals based around those items can save you a ton of money.
0: I love it. Okay. Now this podcast is all around being efficient and helping us to be more efficient and productive. So when you're creating meals in the kitchen, let's uh, expand a little bit more on that. How can you be more efficient?
1: Yes, I am all about efficiency, especially with two little kids. So I would start by saying utilize your kitchen appliances. If you really want to get into meal prepping um, and have the budget, buying a couple appliances that would make things go a lot quicker could be a huge time saver. So I love my rice cooker and my pressure cooker and my oven. So I could have rice cooking, veggies roasting, and like a lentil soup all going at the same time and be done in about 30 minutes because I have a few kitchen appliances on hand. So I definitely think through um, investing in some appliances if you have the budget for that, just to make sure that your time is well spent in the kitchen. I would also say, I think a lot of people feel this pressure to make everything from scratch, especially if you're trying to eat healthy, but you can really utilize a lot of store-bought items as long as you're, if you're trying to eat healthy, just making sure you read the ing- ingredient labels so you might be able to buy your sauce and condiments at the store and still maintain a healthy plant-based diet without having to make them at home. So having good dressings and condiments on hand that make your grains and your veggies taste amazing can be really helpful. And if you have kids, definitely it won't be as time efficient, but if they're awake and love to help in the kitchen, let them let them get messy with you and help you out because that's a way to use some of that time when they're awake to
0: get some food in the fridge. I'm all about utilizing the help you have on hand. (laughs) Absolutely. So I love that you mentioned that. Now, I know you've just written a new cookbook. Tell us a little bit about it.
1: Yes, it's very exciting. It's finally out on Amazon. So this book is all about being plant biased. So back in the day, I was very black and white- hoping everyone would eat a completely plant-based diet. But now I just am hoping to create an environment where people feel like they can know how to start incorporating more plants into their diet and just, yeah, making those small steps towards being plant-biased. So this whole cookbook has a bunch of tips for people wanting to to transition to a plant-based diet. So it has kind of my pantry staples, different ways to transition, tips for what if the rest of your family doesn't want to transition. Um, It has tips for how to cook just basic, those basic cheap items like whole grains and veggies, just great beginner tips for people that might not know where to start. And then I've also included over 90 of my favorite tried and true recipes from over the past eight years that we eat on a regular basis that are really easy to make, quick, simple, don't use any weird ingredients. So. It's great for anyone trying to transition, that's a new new to a plant-based diet
0: or if you're a seasoned vegan and I'm hoping you'll enjoy a lot of the recipes and tips in there as well. Amazing. So you mentioned we could find the book on Amazon. Now how can we find you? What if we want to work with you or get in touch with you? Yeah, all of my
1: handles, so Instagram, YouTube, my website are the conscientious eater. We are in the process of coming up with an easier to spell name, but yes, The Conscientious Eater on Instagram, YouTube, and that is also my blog's name. And then my cookbook is again called Plant Biased. So it's a spin on plant-based.
0: I love it. That's so cute. And yes, of course, we will include all of these details in the show notes so everybody can find you. Thank you so much for being on the show today and offering us your expertise on becoming more conscientious of our eating. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. Don't forget to check out my website at barbiejoe.com. And if you liked this episode, you've got to subscribe. I'd love to have you join me. Bye for now.